So I'm Rachel Parsons. I'm the director of New England Regional Art Museum. And welcome to our very first episode of What the Art, where we're going to talk about art, culture and anything else we can think of at the time, probably. Um, for any of those, for those of you who are wondering, uh, the title of our podcast, What the Art, uh, came from a random podcast title generator, but we're very into it. Um, and we think it sums up the what we're going to talk about quite well. Um, so the first thing we're going to do on What the Art is an interview with Denny Perry, who is the president of the Black Gully Printmakers um, and a printmaker herself. And we're going to be talking about their latest exhibition. Thank you for joining me, Dinny. Thank you, Rachel. Um, so for those who don't know yet, who are the Black Gully Printmakers? The Black Gully Printmakers are well, a group of printmakers. <laughs> a group of printmakers. It's a community group, not-for-profit, and we meet in the Museum of Printing, which is part of Nerum. Mm -hmm. So if you go behind Nerum in the basement, you'll find the Museum of Printing, which as volunteers, we open on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday mornings. And the rest of the time, we um, use it as a studio, or part of it as a studio space for our members, of which we have about 15 at the moment. Love some more. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we can talk about how to become members towards the end of our little chat. Um, we, of course, love having the Black Gully Printmakers in our Museum of Printing. It enacts that space and makes it a living museum. Um, and we love that collaboration. Um, so for you, what attracted you to printmaking for your own practice? For myself, it just intrigued me for years. And when I retired, I went to a lino cutting workshop in Pack Saddle under Naram <laughs> and loved it and became addicted. And uh, you talk to people and that's pretty much what happens, yes. And you just progress through the different types of printing and buy stuff and spend money in art stores and <laughs> go to workshops. Yeah, become addicted and obsessed. Yes. I love that idea that people come to the art museum and they may have been expecting to just spend two hours doing something fun and something arty and then it turns into a lifelong passion. I think that's a really special thing that happens um, at museums. So currently, the Black Gully Printmakers has an exhibition on display. It's in the foyer of the Armadale Regional Council. And the work was created as part of a collaboration with the Armadale Folk Museum. So can you tell us about this exhibition? Yes. Well, we were approached by the Folk Museum, the people at the Folk Museum, to do a, a cooperative thing. So we went into the museum as a group and individually and looked at what's in there and it's really worth a visit. It's an amazing place. And and then put our response to some of the things in there in print. Mm -hmm. And because we're such a diverse group of people and with different backgrounds and different childhoods and different memories of grandma and grandpa and what they did and what they had in their kitchen and some of us are city people and some of us are country people so you know you've got people from little country schools and that and so everybody responded mainly to a different object you know some to lace and some to um, smocked little baby dresses and some to like I responded to the beautiful coaches and things in there but 
I didn't do a print on that because it would have been far beyond my capabilities. But, <laughs> you know, there was one responded to the bird egg collection, which was a hobby like stamp collecting, but this particular person just looked at them in horror and thought of all the baby birds that could never be born, you know, and mm. that sort of thing. So all sorts of different responses. So And then we went away and, and did our own thing. We did our own prints in all sorts of different styles and different techniques. Fantastic. Mm. And when you were working at the Folk Museum, did you get to go behind the scenes and see the collection that wasn't on display? We, d <coughs> we did. We went into the storeroom and and went through quite a few things that were there. Um, but most, I think most people responded to things that were on display. Sure. It's one of my favourite things to do, the back of house of, of yes. museums. I remember doing an amazing tour at the back of the Queensland Museum and seeing all of the specimens of, you know, all of the taxidermied animals and, as you say, all of the all of the eggs, all of the insects. There's so much stuff. We even saw a giant squid um, that was in formaldehyde and it was, you know, disgusting, but really, really interesting. Um, and so I love, I love the fact that when it comes to museums, and the same is true of art galleries, that what you see in the public space is often just the tip of the iceberg of what is in these collections. And so when you get to go behind the scenes um, and, and see a bit further, it can be really, really um, an exceptional experience. Yes, so we did see that and they do change over the exhibitions. On a regular basis. Yes. I mean, the big things are always out, but um, the things in the display cases and some of the dresses and the laces and the, yeah, yeah they fantastic. come and go. Wonderful. Um, so, uh, as you said, you, you looked at these objects and then you went away and you all made um, uh, work responding to the thing that attracted you or that was the most interesting to you. And then you made your, your own prints. Do you, as a group, collaborate on that process or is it much more individual from that point? It's, it's individual. Everybody does their own thing. And because of COVID, we did it separately. Usually we might do it together in the studio and we'd be looking over each other's shoulders and mm. someone would say, I'm trying to do this, but I don't quite know how. I'm not getting it. And you'd, people would say, well, try this, try that. Or do you think this is okay? But we couldn't do that. So it was very much an individual effort. Sometimes we'd post something on our Facebook, no, our WhatsApp group and mm. say, oh, I don't know about this. What do you think? Sure. And you'd get some feedback that way. Hmm. Fantastic. And so your work in the exhibition is called Come Dance With Me and is a nod to the little black dress I was reading on Instagram. Um, so what folk museum object did you respond to and how did it turn into uh, this artwork? Well, one of the displays, there were several dresses and this one was obviously a maybe a cocktail dress. It wasn't a full ball dress. It had a lovely handkerchief hem and a, a spotty top and you could just see it you know maybe at the Saturday night bowling dance bowling club dance <laughs> or race the you know the race ball or something yes so it was it was and I just just did a little back dress <laughs> fantastic and the work is a collagraph print. it's a collagraph so could you tell us what a collagraph print is and how it's different from, say, a lino print, for okay. example. There are several ways of building a collagraph print. The name comes from the same 
derivationist collage, so sticking things down onto a sheet of paper or, you know, a cardboard, some sort of mount. And you can either stick things down onto it or you can cut things out. Mm-hmm. You can put found objects on it, which I did. I put a bit of lace and a bit of bubble wrap and then you ink that up and print it off. So that, that's what a collagraph is, rather than the traditional etching into a metal with acid or cutting liner. Mm-hmm. And so you get that beautiful um, transference of the texture of the things that yes. you're using. And that's really, yes. really beautiful. So I went um, and saw the exhibition in the foyer. And I've also been following the Instagram posts. Um, you can follow Black Gully Printmakers on Instagram. Um, and I love that uh, the works not only relate to these objects, but also in some instances to some really interesting stories in Armadale's history. I think one of the ones that stood out for me was uh, Julie Harris. Harris's work, Amazon, which speaks to the Amazon Ladies Fire Brigade, which was Australia's only all-female fire brigade between 1901 and 1903. And so this is an amazing part of this history of our history here, uh, which I don't know is widely known. Um, and so I thought it was fantastic that through this exhibition, you not only connected to the folk museum and these objects, but to this broader history as well. And it would start that conversation about some of these events that took place here. And a history which not many locals know about. Mm. And I, I've spoken to friends about that particular print and they don't know that there's a mural on the end of the Central Motel. Yes. That you can see as you're driving along, is it Rusden Street? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yes, yeah. Right, driving east along Rusden Street, you can see a mural of... Yes, which, looks at, which yeah. looks at that history as well, because yeah. it's an amazing story. It was mm. great. And I, yeah, I was so glad to see that it was um, part of the stories being told in the exhibition. So you did mention that uh, BGP could have some more members. So if there's people out there who think that they might want to give printmaking a try or they are a printmaker themselves, but might want to connect with a group of other artists, um, how would they go about it? Well, we do have a web page, blackgullyprintmakers.com.au, and um, they can contact us through that. There is um, an email address, info at blackgullyprintmakers.com.au. Fantastic. So if you have printmaking ambitions, make sure you get in touch with the Black Gully Printmakers. And the exhibition, Past, Present and Print, um, is has been on from Friday the 5th of February and continues until Friday the 19th of March. It's in the Armadale Regional Council foyer and it has been a collaboration between the Black Gully Printmakers and the Armadale Folk Museum. Thank you so much for joining me, Dinny, for this chat. Thank you, Rachel. And now it's time for a song. Um, And to coincide with the launch of the Neerham Culture Club, we are playing 80s bangers. So starting with Take On Me by AHA.
So we're back here on What's the Art? Um, and I'm going to have a chat with Alexis Rickards, who is the Education Officer at uh, NIRAM. Um, so towards the end of 2020, we saw what Kelly Burke described as tertiary institutions taking a razor to their fine and performing arts faculties. Some of the most notable examples include ANU's School of Design terminating courses in furniture making, jewellery and objects, and QCAs axing their Bachelor of Photography. Printmaking and jewellery and small objects at QCA were also going to get the chop, but were saved after a broad campaign and petition with over 12,000 signatures demanding that the studios and staff be saved. And of course, these closures come on top of Education Minister Dantian June's 2020 announcement that the future student contribution for a three-year humanities degree would more than double from $20,000 to $40,000 a year. Oh no, for the course rather. And so these are just the latest in a series of events that seem to perhaps arguably herald the end of university-based arts education. And in a recent article in The Guardian, Andrew Frost suggested that the future of arts education may turn to regional galleries and museums who already take up or take on many of the formal roles of art schools, offering lectures and workshops, specialized art classes and education resources. So Alexis, you run um, NIRAM's education program. Yes. Uh, thank you for joining me on What's the Art? No problem. <laughs> um, so, I thought I would start by saying that both you and I have arts degrees yes. from universities. Yes. Um, and you received yours from what was once the Sydney College of the Arts. Mm -hmm. um, but this is another casualty of the yes. process that we are discussing. What do you think about all of these cuts and closures, fee increases, and just the general trend of minimizing the arts within university institutions? I think it is very sad, very disappointing, and coming from Sydney College of the Arts, which was a highly regarded um, fine art course, I, um, I just think about the opportunity not being there anymore if I was younger and I was trying to do this degree. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the, the culture is disappearing in major cities where the art schools would have been, um, and it's, it's disappointing. Sure. I think, you know, obviously from the petitions and the protests that have been happening, lots of people share that disappointment. Yes. But I was interested in Andrew Frost's um, idea mm -hmm. that perhaps regional institutions like our own, like NIRAM, could perhaps take on some of those roles. So at NIRAM, we offer lifelong cultural education from toddler art play through to creative aging and everything in between. Do you think we and other regional galleries could become the new providers of arts education, replacing the current university model? I don't think so. I think that that we could work in conjunction with universities, but I don't think a regional institution could take on the role that universities take on. I think that they are university a, a visual arts degree is entirely separate, well related to a regional art gallery, but you need to have that qualification and um, embed yourself in the local regional art gallery at the same time. Okay, so I guess an interesting word that you brought up was qualification, which yes. is obviously the thing that would differ. So we certainly at Neurom offer 
workshops where you can learn to paint, you could learn to be a printmaker, um, you can learn a whole range of things. Um, art classes, we do lectures, we do talk. So we certainly mm. engage in this field. Yes. Um, but you never come away with that with a qualification. How important do you think an arts degree still is now and, you know, potentially a little bit into the future? Do you think that these pieces of paper that say we're artists or we're mm. arts educated mm. are important or how important has it been to you in your career? Yeah, no, it's, I think it's really important. It's been extremely important to me in my career. I believe that a visual arts degree or a fine art degree opens you up to anything. It's, it's a creative degree. Um, in my course in particular, we focus on art history and then we um, had our own studio where I involved myself in sculpture, performance and installation. Um, so we had our art, artist practical sort of side and then we had our visual, our um, art history side. And I believe I came out of it with um, the ability to go forward with anything. I just, I, I was in the fashion industry for a while. Um, I had that creative element that I got from university that I couldn't get from anywhere else. And I feel like a qualification, like a degree is very important. Sure. I mean, I must admit, uh, you know, every job that I've ever applied for um, to be a curator, to be the arts director, Mm -hmm. the director at NIRAM, even to be a workshop facilitator previously, they've always asked things like, you know, what is your degree? Yes. Um, Do you have an arts degree or relevant Mm. qualifications? So I guess there's a much broader shift within the Mm. workforce or the broader community that would have to change its mindset before we could give that up. I think so. And there's also, I I felt like there's a sign of, I don't know, a a bit of respect when it comes to, ooh, so you you dared to do that sort of degree without having a direct job to go into, which for me was, I had no, there was no question. I had to do it because that was the degree that I knew I wanted to do and the qualification I knew I wanted to have. But it's a gutsy degree to do. And once you've done it, you feel amazing and opportunities are all there. And I think that what we're seeing more and more as well that, you know, you you brought up the fact that we're not all walking out of our arts degrees and into our art job. It's not necessarily a vocational uh, degree, but we do see more and more uh, a whole range of vocations wanting creative people, wanting creative Mm. thinkers. And so I think your arts degree can also go a long way to making you very employable in a whole range of Mm -hmm. um, other fields as as well. I think that that's always really important to um, remember. I was discussing this issue on ABC Radio last week, and one of the points that I felt it was important to to bring up there was that, you know, if there was to be this idea that regional museums and galleries would be able to um, take a more significant role even um, in providing some of this training, Mm -hmm. that one of the things that is a concern for me is around uh, resourcing, um, because I think that a lot of the things that are being cut from university degrees are the ones that have heavy equipment Mm. and technical requirements. It's things Mm. like jewelry making, printmaking, furniture design, um, glass blowing, I think at ANU was um, in trouble there for a while. And that these things do require specialist equipment and Mm. also um, the expertise of those tutors. So I think for us, it would be difficult, you know, how do we set up all of these studios? 
Well, yeah, I mean, we don't necessarily, we might not necessarily have the, the resources and the funding to do that. Um, uh, at the moment, the equipment that we have is amazing. We've got the Museum of Printing and all the equipment in there, which is available to be used. But I, I think that, the, that universities are set up in the way. At Sydney College of the Arts, for example, we had a whole section of welding. So I learned how to weld at university. But um, I, yeah, I, I would find it difficult. Welding doesn't go well when you have your collection on site. <laughs> Fire and art often doesn't Yeah, it mix might well. melt the oil painting. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> sure. So I think there's definitely some bigger things to consider. But I do think that what Andrew Frost was saying is, is very true in the it fact is. that regional galleries and museums are very important in terms of augmenting and contributing mm. to arts education. Yep. And as I said, you're the driver of our creative learning at NIRAM. So can you take us through some of the programs we have planned for the next few months? Sure. We've got lots of fun programs. We have a printmaking workshop on offer at the moment with inspired by the Museum of Printing as well as a Lionel Lindsay exhibition, um, Norman Lindsay's brother Lionel. <laughs> and he, um, he did incredible wood engravings and etching. So we're going to be doing uh, lino because we can't really get um, some copper plates and, and wood planks at the moment. Um, so that's an activity. We are also doing lots of beautiful collages inspired by the exhibition from the Sydney Collage Society called Contemporary Collage. Um, we also have a lovely masterclass coming out involving some of the local schools. We're looking at a six-week program um, running with year 10 and 11 students in the local schools. Um, there are always events going on as well at Naram. It is, March is busy. March is really busy. <laughs> so for those of you who um, have been thinking about uh, getting your art on, yes. being a little bit creative yourself, um, there are a few things coming up at Naram that might interest you. So this Saturday, there is a kids collage workshop from 1.30 till 3pm. Um, and on February 27th, this is one we're all looking forward to. It's um, the Stitch and Bitch workshop with Mafanwe Gulliver. So we'll be making built up plates inspired by Miff's fabulous fabulous exhibition more love i think she should change the title of the exhibition to all the love Definitely. it's just so it's overwhelming it's such a great show um and of course you can find um out all about neuram's exhibitions and events at uh, neuram.com.au so thank you alexis for having a chat i think that Thanks we'll have me. to yeah keep an eye on how all of this goes yes. and um yeah but i i do think um yeah it's something to follow as as things develop i agree so that's really all that we have for what the art today but we will be back next week to talk about more arts and cultural related stories in the meantime you can always get your culture fix at Niram. so come in and see us at the gallery or get art online at niram.com.au and we are on facebook and instagram um, so I'm Rachel Parsons, and I will see you, see you soon at Niram. And take us out with another hit from the 80s, which is Time After Time by Sydney, uh, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Bye.
second hand unwind. It's your love. 